if you feel like you're not up, not up to par, then it's your job as a business owner to get up to par. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Thank you for joining us for another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs. If you haven't listened to the show before, I interview entrepreneurs, business owners, and influencers in East Idaho and tell their origin stories. By learning how they've achieved or they're achieving their dreams, it can inspire us to chase our own dreams. Plus, I love getting to know our neighbors better and realizing that we're just trying all to do the best that we can. So today, I have a local businessman here who has been going through the journey of creating the life he's dreamt of, and I'm excited for him to tell us all about it. So I'd like to welcome Miles Arbon of Arcane Marketing. Welcome, Miles. Thank you, Renee, for having me. It's I'm, it's, a, it's an honor to be on your podcast. Well, I'm excited to talk to you because Arcane Marketing is kind of a new name, but really there's some old faces involved in that. So tell us a little bit about what Arcane Marketing is. Yeah, so Arcane, Arcane Marketing is a full-service digital marketing firm. Um, it's actually a combination of uh, four different previous businesses that realized that we would do much better coming under the same roof uh, than we would just, you know, running our businesses separately. Yeah, so. and so you all had different talents that you brought to the collective <laughs> table for this full-service marketing firm. Yeah, yeah. So we had the social media marketing side, which came from strategic social partners, and um, the web dev side, which was uh, Crop Inc. with uh, Tyler Crop. We had uh, Gravity Pictures, which does content creation, um, graphic design, videography, photography, and then Arcane Marketing, um, which was doing SEO, PPC, you know, that's th that sort of stuff. So, um, and we all worked closely closely together and um, yeah, it just made sense to, why don't we all just merge together Join and in. yeah. Yeah, be one big powerful exactly. force. So when you say that you're a full service digital marketing firm, if I were a customer coming to you, is that true? Is there something that you don't offer that I would need to go to a partner that you all, that you all have? In digital, there's not anything. Okay, you got it all covered. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. We don't do traditional um, traditional marketing, but we work very closely with a couple tradition traditional marketing partners that uh -huh. do a fantastic job. So if you're looking for television, so if I radio, needed to do a billboard, you would say, "Here's a resource for yep, me." Yep, exactly. Okay, exactly. Good. But all things digital, we can handle it and handle it well. Which really seems to be where the majority of marketing dollars are probably being spent these oh, days. Oh yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, I don't want to say the exact date, but fairly recent within the last couple of years, digital marketing services have surpassed traditional yeah. for the first time, which was, uh, that's a big deal. And that trend is continuing. Yeah. I think it's still hard for some of us as business owners to wrap our brain around that, especially any of us who've been in business for a long period of time. We still kind of have those roots in radio and mm -hmm. print and, sure. and TV. Um, that might be a little bit hard to give up. So how do you, you are the creative director, is this correct, yes. of RK Marketing? Yeah. And so what does that mean <clears throat> to be the creative director? So right now it, um, I help story brand contents, or uh, excuse me, I help story brand clients 
content and what they are going to need to push out to stay true to their story, true to their brand, and what that looks from a, uh, a visual perspective. Um, and then I do all the uh, internal content for Arcane Marketing and uh, our sister company, RiseCon. Okay, right. And so remind us what RiseCon is. So RiseCon is a, once a year we have Idaho RiseCon, which is a business convention um, that helps in helps business owners, entrepreneurs, people that you don't even have to be an owner to really to benefit from this. But we get together for two two days at the Shoshone Bannock Casino Hotel, um, hear from keynote speakers, and then we do breakout sessions. And um, yeah, it's it's really really awesome. Um, and that's annually. Then we have Rise X Mastermind. That's a business masterminding event that happens monthly, um, one in Pocatello and one in uh, Idle Falls. So if, um, if you're a listener who has listened to my show for any amount of time, you know very well about RiseCon and RiseX because they actually sponsor the last part of my show called The Business Leadership Moment. And I have been actively involved in uh, RiseX and get to speak at RiseCon. We're so, so. excited to have you. Yeah, Ooh. there's there we have so many great speakers yes. this year. Yes. Um, we have 17 breakout sessions and you're going to be speaking on one of the breakout sessions. We've got five keynotes with with big names. We have uh, Mike McArg who is a uh, he's a Patrick Lencioni certified yeah. uh, implementer. We have Mitch Matthews, the former BYU and Kansas City Chiefs star we have jeff newgard who is the ceo and president of the bank of idaho um and he's he's if you've never listened to him speak you need to yeah, he's, he's phenomenal fun. um dr katie lilenquist is coming back she was with us last year and, she's and she was my favorite speaker yep. last year yeah um she is uh she has a phd in in psychology and that stuff is so interesting to me right. that she was yeah, and what she talked about favorite. last year was negotiation, which you may not think applies to you, but I promise it. We all do negotiation in our lives all the time, oh, so constantly. it was very applicable. I was geeking out so hard. So I have a <laughs> I have a degree in psychology. Oh yeah, and uh, specifically uh, emphasis in human behavior. And oh my word, I my notepad was so full yeah. of all the little tidbits she was saying. It, it was awesome. Well, that's why I love what you said about. Um, there's really something for everybody here. You don't necessarily, well, you don't, not even necessarily, you do not have to be a business <coughs> owner. Um, just coming, I think when I came out at last year, obviously my husband and I were there as business owners, but there was so much there that was just personal growth and oh, yeah. thinking outside the box about different things that right. it was valuable just to go not even thinking about it benefiting our business. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, from breakout speakers to talking, hey, this person's just on finance to this person is just on personal growth yeah. or, yeah, you know, great. yeah, there's all t there's all subjects and it's yeah, it's a it's a really fun time. But there's one real big speaker that's yes. closing this whole thing. Yes. So this year we have Alex Boyer yeah. that's coming and uh, Alex Boyer is a multicultural, multi-generational uh, singer, performer, speaker. And uh, I actually met him last year at a, 
at a job that I was doing last year and um, got to watch him perform. He's also going to be performing, not just speaking. Yeah, and he is, he's a hoot. Yeah. He's a, it's a I good have, time. I think many of us don't know him as a speaker. Like that was surprising to hear that he would be speaking. Right, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I When we had first considered bringing, bringing Alex on, I had seen him perform and I was like, yeah, that's, that's great. Um, and then I was talking with uh, Ryan Harris, the founder and visionary of RiceCon, and he's like, yeah, he's actually going to be speaking, and uh, he has started doing that, and, and yeah, yeah, good for I'm him. I'm very, very excited to see him Well, I'm excited about that, too. I think that's going to be fun. Yeah. So explain to me how that goes together. There are two different companies. There's Arcane Marketing and there's RiceCon, two, two different entities. Yeah, yeah. So it's two different entities, but basically the all the management from arcane is the same yeah uh -huh. it's rice rice con is being operated by arcane marketing yeah it's great really what it comes down it's to great. yeah well it's fun it's a great vision for east idaho it's been fun to be a part of that and i really appreciate the idea around bringing us all together in um this fashion and really opened doors for me as a attendee in places that I wouldn't necessarily have been um, exposed to, Pocatello, and we don't have a business right. in Pocatello, and so Blackfoot and Pocatello, mm -hmm. I have a lot more contacts than, and just from my opportunity to be a part of RiseCon and RiseX, so love it. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of feedback that said that same thing. Yeah. They, you know, they say a company's been in Pocatello and has never merged over to Idle Falls yeah. to do business there and vice versa. We have a lot of positive feedback about how much crossover there's been since we opened a RiseX in Pocatello as well. It's fun. It's awesome. Well, and I have enjoyed being able to highlight some Pocatello businesses as well on this show because it's all about East Idaho. It's not yeah. about only Idaho Falls North. We are all in this together. So, Miles, tell me a little bit about how you got to where you are. What does it mean? Like your whole um, history, I think, has been in the creative realm. And prior, when you talked about these businesses coming together, Gravity Pictures was your business. Is that a correct statement? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. No. No, it is. It and it was. Um, but my history in business is actually just fairly recently been in the creative realm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The first business I ever started was actually in. Um, it was I was eighteen years old. Wow. And, uh, well, it, don't get me wrong; it wasn't necessarily successful. Yeah, but, but still, you had that bug. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the first, first, first business was in third grade. I would buy candy on Fridays and then sell it to the kids on the bus on the way home. You little hustler. Yeah, I could uh -huh. make more money selling to kids on the bus. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was I, yeah, I was in third grade. I didn't even really recognize what I was doing at that time. I right. just, you know, anyhow. You but, saw that you could make a profit and Yeah, yeah, I and got serve your customers. Yeah, there was uh, there was one time we got a call from a uh, unhappy mother of one of the one of the kids I sold a candy bar to that Apparently, that was his uh, lunch money that he was buying my candy bars yeah. with. So. Were you jacking up the prices, Miles? Oh, yes, I was. <laughs> yes, I was. But in my defense, in third grade, you have a hard time with your, you know, what the, what's the ethical yeah, you know, thing you to can, there, yeah. do there? If you can get seven bucks for a candy bar, do it. Yeah, I, I, I never hit seven. I did get five. You did? But, yeah. <laughs> oh, but, fun. Yeah, so, but then uh, when I was 18, I started to... Uh, company called Exalted Exotics that uh, actually was in 
uh, exotic animals. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I did that <laughs> unsuccessfully for for a long time. Yeah. And I I found the key to make a small fortune in in exotic animals. Which is start with a large fortune. <laughs> <laughs> so. There's not a, there's not much to be made in exotic animals. There there is if you're in the right market. Now, but why East Idaho was it was exotic not. animals? Because as an 18 year old, you were like, yes, this is what we need. Yeah, I just you know most little boys like love creepy crawlies yeah, and everything amen. like that and uh and yeah I was I really liked that stuff and I just never grew up I just never grew out of it yeah. so I had kept it kept them and stuff gr growing up do and you currently have any exotic nope, animals nope I don't I don't have any I uh I think it was five years ago I uh I sold everything that I just li liquefied everything that I had and yeah yeah, so I don't have any right now. But so maybe you have grown up just a little bit. I yeah, maybe a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. But. All right. So exalted exotics and then yeah. What? So then, and you know, for me, getting to where I'm at right now was, you know, we were talking before we started the show, and you know, we talked about yeah, we'll talk about how you got here, and I said, well, what if I don't know? <laughs> you know, and uh, it was happy accident. Yeah, it's that is so true because I have pursued so many different avenues, um, and then for one reason or another, just you know, switch the plan up. And anyhow, so the the next thing I did was uh, I went to school in Denver for a while and uh, graduated from a school down there and opened up a you would never guess now but opened up a personal training business and moved yeah. back and no where did you go to school for uh that was exercise science uh -huh. um down there but yeah so uh moved back from denver opened up breakthrough fitness and uh ran a, a personal training clientele um for a little while and then I decided I was sick of wearing sweatpants to work and decided Wait a to minute. Who can get sick of wearing sweatpants to work? <laughs> I can. You can, yeah. huh? <laughs> yes. It, it, it was, was not what you loved. Yeah. Yeah. I loved... What I figured out is I loved the connection uh -huh. with my clients. And um, personal training was a very, very intimate uh, setting, you know? And that's what I loved was really knowing my clients and their struggles and what they're going through and being able to help help them, you mm -hmm. know, accomplish their goals obviously was was really great. Um, yeah, and then I went through, you know, some, some personal stuff at that time in my life that had a, a big impact on me and I wanted to change direction. And so, uh, yeah, so I did. I changed direction and uh, decided I wanted to go back to school. And so I went back to school. Four. Yeah. Now, um, how long had you done that then? How long were you in that training? Um, not long, not long. Uh, maybe, maybe two years. Oh, yeah. Well, that's better. Like, not long is two months. So I yeah. think you know, two years. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and when you start something like that, I yeah, two years was probably around the time time frame it started and ended. But to get going, to build that clientele, yeah. uh, takes a lot of work. So right. more with having a, a clientele that, that filled the book and everything, probably about a year. And that was know. here in Idaho Falls? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so was. you went back to school to do what? Um, at that point, I thought I wanted to uh, be a doctor. And so I went back to get a human biology degree. Okay. Um, and... Uh, 
so it really was all about the physical stuff. Like that fascinated you clearly. Yes. You thought, oh yeah. Yeah. I'm obsessed with science and, uh, and biology. Uh -huh. I, uh, <clears throat> it is easily, easily one of my biggest passions is, uh. is biology and science. Um, and I can, I can say that to a point because I never got a degree in biology or anything, but I've always, always enjoyed you love it. Yeah. I've always enjoyed the sciences and, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I thought I wanted to go to, to med school. Um, and I remember sitting in a class, we were trying to figure out what was, uh, what was wrong with this lady in a case study. And I turned to my partner and I was like, man, this sucks. And it was just like a light went like, off. Wait a minute. Like, what are you doing? This sucks. <laughs> you know? Um, so then I realized that's, that's not it either. And, uh, yeah, didn't finish that. I went and worked for a while and started, uh, part-time. I started getting the, the reptile thing and exotic animal thing up, up again. Um, because I've always want, I've always done something yeah. of, of my own. But none of this includes videography and some of the things no. that you're doing now. No. So I'm quite curious about how these connect. Yeah. So during the, during that time, because I had mentioned that I, I you know had a bit pretty big life life event uh, to the point that you know I changed a lot of my friend groups and um, things like that and. I met uh, met these kids that really liked the outdoors, and uh, I had always liked the outdoors. And now, are you an Idaho kid? Did yeah, you grow yeah. Up here? So I grew yeah. up in Snake River. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I'd always liked it, but never really hiking per se. I just, you know, I loved going out and finding the animals and things like that. But um, these guys were really into hiking, and so I started getting into hiking, and then I got really into it and backpacking. And uh, me and my good friend decided we wanted to go and. Uh, hike some sections of the PCT, which is the Pacific Crest Trail. It's a trail from Mexico to Canada. And I said, okay, well, I need a camera to document this. So I got a camera and um, we went. I blew out my knee the second day. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. So it, was, uh, it wasn't a success, but I had such a good time, like, taking photographs and um, documenting what was going on. That you were like, hey. That I was like, hey, you know what? I think that maybe I'll start doing this a little more. So it started as a hobby, and then I recognized that, um, you know, I could I could actually be kind of good at this. And uh, yeah, so I started I started a you know a side business of uh, photography and specifically wildlife photography. And and um, at this point, I was I had started going back to school. Um, psychology because I've always been again fascinated with science fast and, and relationships in general and yeah so finally you were like those two go together yeah I can see how yeah that, would that, work. that recognition that in order to produce like very good content you need to know how to relate to people and yeah. you need to know how people think and um, and it, it it just made sense to you know to get into that and then I was in the I was absolutely at the right place at the right time where I met Coulter Hansen and um, I can't talk about Coulter without without my nose burning and uh, <laughs> saying how grateful I am for him to you know to be willing to to partner up with me and uh -huh. so he you know absorbed my my photography videography business and 
uh, yeah, we started working together in, in that fashion. Um, and that's where Gravity Pictures came from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so Gravity Pictures actually, Coulter had started it with a previous partner. Um, and that previous partner went on to do some other stuff. And so Coulter had bought him out. And it had been about a year, year and a half since uh, Gravity Pictures had really been focused on. Because Coulter at this point was doing a... 50 state tour in 50 weeks so yeah. he was gone and yeah you know trying to manage that business as well as you know his other businesses and um yeah I, he talked to me about coming on and i looked at his business and i said okay but i have some stipulations and so we negotiated all that out over a period of a month and a half ish and um I tease him now, but their their previous logo, I hated it. I hated their brand. <laughs> well, how did you know that you had an eye for this? Like, you didn't go to be, um, you didn't go to school to be a graphic designer or anything like that. So, no. how did that all come? Well, so I mean, I've I've always been artistic. I actually, when I very very first uh, my first semester at college, I was an art major, um, and then I realized like. Oh, there's not much I'm going to do with this. Uh -huh. So I've always been artistic and I've always loved good visuals and, and everything like that. It just, um, my, my business and Marvin creative media in, in the short time that I had had, it was, was really blowing up. And, uh, now what was that again? Marbon? Uh, M. Arbin. Oh, M. Arbin is Yeah. So the last okay. name's Arbin. Yeah. Just like Arbin Valley. Right. Yeah. Um, anyhow, so, uh, I thought that my stuff was okay and turns out some other people did too and um, yeah it was just a right place at the right time and I, at this point I had gone into so many different things and tried so many different avenues that I was I was like you know what why not just yeah, go head do down into and something else. You had a passion for this you decided that this was something that you actually really thought everything all the stars aligned and you felt like you were happy with this yeah 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 so I'm the way I look at uh, creative now is that was my in to meet uh, the people I needed to meet to further my business goals yeah you know so so what are those business goals <laughs> that's a great question <laughs> you know it's that's kind of about your why yeah you know? why yeah. are you doing it and when I look back on all the different things I've done I've uh, I've always wanted to work for myself uh -huh. um, in, in some facet. And so that's a big why. There's something um, very rewarding to me that when I get home at the end of the day and I have just put in a 14-hour day that I know that it's going, you know, for the benefit of my business and benefit of me and my family. And that's that's the second, you know, the second why is to provide, provide for, for my family. Um, but not just that, it's it's about being able to to raise others up around you. So although there's not anything, you know, there's not one specific avenue I want to take in business, the whys are always the same. Yeah. What can I do for my community? What can I do for my family? And do I feel like I own it? Mm -hmm. Do I feel like I'm contributing to something that I'm building? Mm -hmm. It's very important for me to feel like I'm building something. Yeah. Well, I think that's a huge message, and, and in fact, what I'm going to talk about at RiseCon is your your why is not a job. Your why is what that job provides you the ability to do, or career, sure. or business, or whatever the case may be. And I think so many of us think, well, my 
definition of success is to make money. Well, I, you know, you can make money doing anything. Mm-hmm. Why do you need to do this? And what does it provide to you? And so great, I think great depth, and especially for you to be able to realize that um, this happens to be a vehicle for you to be able to accomplish yeah. those other things. 100%. So um, tell me a little bit about when you've been going, well, with that in mind, did you come from an entrepreneurial family? You talked a little bit about having this entrepreneurial spirit at, when you were young. Mm-hmm. You, you've never really felt like you wanted to work for somebody. Yeah. Why? Where did that come from? That's a great question. Uh, I remember when I was really, really young um, and someone asked me what I wanted to do, I said, uh, I had just learned the word entrepreneur. Yes. My dad had just told me what that meant. And I just thought that sounded cool. Yeah. You know? And what a terrible reason to say you want to <laughs> you want to sign up for what sounds, this means. Yes. Because it, you know. It's it, not easy. It's not easy. It's, uh, it is phenomenally hard. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so at that, that point. Was uh, that your environment? Were your parents entrepreneurs? No. no it's, uh, my dad is a scientist. Uh-huh. Um, and he's a brilliant man. And he would never say that but he absolutely is. Um, but my parents were always very money conscious. Yeah. And th- my dad was, had a hobby farm. And, you know, I think that when I got into, you know, junior high, high school and on, I paid more attention to what they were doing with, uh, you know, with their, with their funds and yeah. why they were doing it. And I always thought that was, that was interest, interesting. Um, but yeah, like I said, it took me, it took me a while to to find to find my place. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Well, I think that happens to a lot of us. It doesn't really come naturally. And part of the problem too is that somebody says, "Hey, you should be a doctor because you can make a lot of money mm-hmm. and you can support your family." And you're like, "Yeah, that sounds like a good idea." And really, you you know, I mean, you're you're not the first person to identify that they don't like it. Unfortunately, some of those already have their. practice before they're in the position to be able to say this isn't necessarily what I was looking for so defining success that's a great lesson so tell me about one of the most creative things that you've ever done what's one of the most creative projects that you feel like you've ever done and what'd you like about it oh Renee that's a that's a really difficult question (laughs) because there's so many no no more just because defining what creative looks like I think is, you know, depending on your definition of what creative is, I think that one of the best things I ever did was change the entire look and feel of Gravity Pictures, uh-huh. you know, and some people might just call that rebranding or, you know, whatever, but that, the amount of effort that went into rebranding that, um, yeah, You're you had of. to be, you had to be creative and um, we were doing really, really good things at the time of the, the new merger and um, we're doing the same thing now in Arcane Marketing. You know, every day we have, have to look and think about creative ways to go to market and what sets us apart and how can, you know, how can we really show everybody that we are the ones that you want to come work with. We are the ones um, that you want to put your money towards. and. So was that hard for all of you guys to kind of lose your own singular identity to become one of a greater identity? I mean, I imagine you're all very independent, business-minded people. Well, if you know me or any of my partners, then you know that we are 
all opinionated, all very headstrong people. Um, and to say it was hard is I think they would feel comfortable with me speaking for them with a resounding yes. Yeah, because you hard. all have your own it's talents. It's extremely, and... extremely uh -huh. difficult. The, the wonderful thing about it is that we all have the same core values. We all have the same vision for what we're trying to accomplish as, as a partnership. And that is what allows for, for the ability, for us to, to have the ability to keep going and, yeah. um, and work through that healthy conflict because well, yeah, it's difficult. That's huge, right? You all have to be on the same page as to what you're working towards and realizing that each of your contribution is gonna get you there, but you're, strength, you're stronger together. Oh, for, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I'll actually uh, give a plug for Aaron Markham right now. We're going through the EOS system and that has been instrumental in, in this merger. Yeah. I really do believe that uh, things would not be going as smoothly um, without the EOS system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's given you just what it says. It's some structure. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is the, if you guys didn't listen to my last episode, it's the Entrepreneurial Operating System. So it's definitely worth looking at if you're an entrepreneur and you want some structure, which we all need. I shouldn't even say want. Like, you need structure. So this is one of the opportunities yeah. that you could take to have that around your business. You know, and Renee, with the, I don't know how much you know about EOS, but you came to RiseX and you spoke to us about accountability. That is, in my opinion, that is one of the best parts of EOS is that the, the structure surrounding the accountability of what everyone's doing. Yeah. It makes it much, much easier to see where your business is going and see what's going on within your business because of that structured accountability. And it's real clarity. Like, oh, we're, yeah. yeah, you're not stepping on each other's toes because you understand yeah. clearly who's doing what. Yeah, so. exactly. I Good. mean, I, uh, if, if, if two people own a task, then no one owns it. Yeah, it's You know true. what I mean? And <laughs> that's, it, that's amen. super, super helpful yeah. within the OS is to clarify what, what we're all doing. Well, good. I think that's a great example of um, the commitment that you all have made to success because I think a lot of egos together can be very, you know, it can spark some great things. It can also burn it down. So right. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about all of this. You know, you've taken several twists and turns in your mm -hmm. journey. Yeah. Have you ever had feelings of doubt, like that you, you know, self-doubt? Like I've never really been trained how to do videography and I've taught myself. Like, have you ever been in a place where you felt sure. like an imposter? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, and we talked about my parents a little bit earlier. I, I had mentioned my dad is brilliant and he, he has never called himself that. And he has always said, I'm the great imposter, but my dad has won awards. He holds patents. He's, he's incredible. And, um, so I felt like that within, you know, within my own life and working, working life quite a bit, but, uh, it is what it is. And that's, you just have to keep going and you have to, if you, if you feel like you're not up, not up to par, then it's your job as a business owner to get up to par. Um, and so, yeah, definitely, definitely being that I self-taught in all things creative and, uh, yeah, it's, you do have some doubts every once in a while, but then you crush those doubts by working more, reading more, and doing more it's than... pushing through it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, 100%. Yeah, I like that advice. I think that's not, 
it, it can paralyze you or it can motivate you. And mm -hmm. if it paralyzes you, then you kind of give up. Yeah. yeah, you can't allow it to, you know. You just can't allow it to. If you ever want to, to find your place, you need to just keep pushing forward. And there's been so many times in my life where I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen. But one thing I've always recognized is that quitting's not an option. And, and you have to just, you know, as my father would say, just get up, put on your pants and go to work. Yeah. And uh, that's what I've tried to do. Just move forward. Good. Yeah. It's good advice. So speaking of that, what advice would you have for anyone considering being an entrepreneur or starting their own business? Did somebody give you advice that you still hold on to that you're like, yeah, this is, this is pretty much gold that I have to hold on to? Or, you know, there's a lot of, I think the, the word entrepreneur has, a, it sounds sexy and a lot of us are like, yeah, we're entrepreneurs. But mm -hmm. um, like you already indicated, it's really, really hard. So what kind of advice would you give to somebody considering that? Whatever it is that you, you think you wanna start or, or do, make sure that it resonates with you on a deeper level than just owning a business or just a paycheck. Um, I, I believe that you should have interest in, in what you're doing. Um, there's no way that I would get to, get to work at 5.45 in the morning and leave at nine if I didn't have a greater interest in, in what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. As far as, you know, I get to be with a company that helps build other people. You know, that's important to me. So I think if someone's looking at, you know, starting something, start something that you can get behind and um, that is important to you. Um, this, as, I, as you're saying this, it is kind of in my head, bringing me back to our conversation around defining success. Do you think that had you, would you have been able to define success as what you see it now in being able to help build other people um, and make connections? In the beginning of your scholastic journey, mm -hmm. if you would have taken that time to really define what you think would fill your cup, do you think that would have taken you a different way or did you have to learn that by going through the journey that you went through? That's a great question. I think I had to learn it by, by going through everything. I, I don't know what I considered success before. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it took me, it took me a longer time to grow up than I would like to admit, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it took a, several experiences that, that drastically changed my life for me to really um, determine what is, what does life mean if it's successful? And, yeah. you know, when can I be happy? And I'll be honest, it's one of those things I still try to figure out on a daily basis. Right. Um, you know, my fiance and I, uh, have a lot of goals within business and uh, some things we would like to accomplish. And we we were talking just the other day about why do we want to do those things. And what's interesting is, is we don't necessarily have a why right now, but it's just these overall arching, like we want to do this. But mm -hmm. You have some calling yeah. you can't quite identify. Yeah. And uh, so I think, I think it's a, a daily, daily thing trying to figure all that out and and uh, being happy with where you're at and happy with where you're going yeah um, while still remaining hungry right yeah. um, because 
I think that up until this point, this, this new venture, Arcane Marketing, has been extremely successful. Um, and I would define us as successful, but yet we're so far away from where we're going. Yeah, right. You're still just in the very baby stages yeah. of this. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I, it, I mean, I think defining professional success today could look very different than it does in six months and that's fine sure but just knowing a little bit about what your motivation and and being able to live that why um really helps you be able to figure out how to do it mm -hmm. and makes that a lot easier as you're going along because it's not a chore you know you're doing yeah. it because you love it yeah yeah it's exactly. great exactly um all right so thinking about over the the journey to get to where you're at and clearly your journey's not done you've got you know oodles to go but up to this point what would you say has been the most worthwhile risk that you've taken uh no doubt the most worthwhile risk was uh was investing in and and merging the companies together okay yeah and yeah that uh it, we knew it was the right thing, or at least I knew it was the right thing. I always felt like this is the direction I needed to go. But I'll tell you what, it's when you're looking at a company that, you know, that you own and Culture and I were partners, so there was only one other person that yeah. I really had to butt heads with or, you know, talk through where we wanted to take it. Um, it's really scary giving that up. Okay, yeah, I think, you know, I think you're right. I think taking the risk to merge is probably pretty bold and like losing, potentially losing your own singular identity to be part of that greater sure. seems like that would be quite a challenge. But it does seem like the right thing to do and I'm excited for to see where you guys are going to go. We're very excited, very excited. So, Miles, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners that we didn't get a chance to address? Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I would just reiterate that uh, RiseCon is especially if they're listening to your podcast they need to be there <laughs> yes. you know what i mean if they have that interest they need to be at risecon um november 7th and 8th at the shoshone <clears throat> shoshone bannock casino hotel they need to be there yeah it's it's going to be a hoot it will be It'll, It'll be a great, great time. Plus, I need you all there great. to support me, so you got to come. Yes, and come see Renee speak. She's going to do so <laughs> well. I'm so excited. I'm excited, too. I really enjoy um, this. You know, it'll be fun to not be hiding behind a podcast and a mic. And, oh, you yeah. Know, like, it's good. Yeah, and just for your listeners, I have seen her speak. She does do incredible, and I will <laughs> not miss it when she speaks at Rice. Okay, so I'll have at least you there, Miles. Thank oh, you so much. No, I'm pretty I sure if we look at some threads <laughs> on Facebook, I'm pretty sure you have several well, people I, clamoring to come. I have paid a few of them to be kind oh, to me. Oh, so. stop. <laughs> well, Miles, thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate your support and, um, you know, your belief in me. I think... As we are in these businesses, we have to be able to help one another just, you know, uh, to say that none of us have felt like imposters, I'm sure would be absolutely lying. And we're just all trying to do the best we can. So I appreciate you being willing to share your story and help others. You know, I, I know that there are other people out there feeling the same way. Yeah. So just it's keep an going. inspiration. It will all pan out if you just work like, you just keep, keep working. Yeah. Don't be afraid of failure. Um, I'm still terrified of failure, to be totally honest. <laughs> but all the lessons in my life worth 
worth learning have been because I failed. Yeah. You know? Amen. Although it sucks. It's good. Oh, it's good. painful. It's oh, good. it's painful, but it's necessary. Well, we're, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody at RiseCon. Um, it is a powerful lineup that you guys have assembled, so thank you. And um, I'm I'm also really curious and excited to see the beautiful video and and content that you'll produce as a result of it. So yes, thank you. Yes, yeah, we've, I'm very excited too. With some of the stuff we have coming, um, the, the video crew is going to be able to to gather some really really great stuff and I have great guys working working with me now and it's uh, it'll be a lot of fun yeah we look forward to it all right well thank you again for being on the show thank you Renee as a reminder this show is sponsored by Oswald Service and Repair with locations in Idaho Falls and Rexburg if you are looking for a trusted mechanic to take care of your automotive needs you have to come and see us and let our family take care of your family now stay tuned for the business leadership moment where you will learn tips and tactics to be a better leader in business and in life. It's now time for a business leadership moment on East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Hi guys, welcome to the business leadership moment. Thank you so much for joining me here. Hey, this segment is sponsored by RiseCon. RiseCon is an East Idaho business conference and we are ticking down to the next event. That will be November 7th and 8th. Uh, this is... 2019, if you happen to be listening to this. So November 7th and 8th at the Shoshone Bannock Casino and Hotel. And there's just a great lineup of speakers. Um, they announced that Alex Boyer is going to be the closing speaker. So really cool, really want you to come and enjoy and learn. I promise it'll be worth your time. Uh, RiseCon, you can find out more about it at www.idahoricon.com. Um, risecon.io is also another place you can find information on it. So check it out, and we'd love to see you there. Um, okay, so today I really wanted to touch a little bit on that. Uh, as I've been thinking about RiseCon and the sister event, RiseX, it's all about networking. And I've been pondering lately over the last couple of years, um, things have changed drastically in my own personal life. As you guys know, I've had a... a well, you probably know because I've been talking about it. I've had a 29-year career as a nurse, and I still um, am full-time as an, a nurse administrator. But the last couple of years, about the last three years, I've been able to also be involved in our own business a little bit more, and and I've been involved in networking. So I have been thinking again about that, and I ran across a quote that I really enjoyed and, and researched a little bit more on. And perhaps you've heard of it or read the book called Your Net Work is Your Net Worth. This book is about the power of networking and relationships, and I did just want to talk a little bit about that today because I think that's a pretty powerful statement. Your network is your net worth and um, how much it's come to fruition in my life the last little bit. I just want to share that a little bit with you. So I totally believe that your social capital or your ability uh, to, to build a network of authentic people and professionals um, and create relationships um, is your most important asset. We think about our financial capital and, and what are our assets there, but I really believe that our social capital has more bearing on what our success can be. 
I think seeking out and working uh, in collaboration with others who share our interests and values provides a strong foundation, and it helps us reach a higher level of success than I think we can on our own. But you don't know unless you go out and you find your network, you find your people, you find your tribe. Um, so I want to share an example of how this has the less and the lessons that I've learned around it. So I started this podcast about a year ago. In fact, it has been actually, I think, a year ago. And this episode that you've just listened to marked the 40th episode that I've published. So the show has provided me 40 opportunities to create 40 relationships that I'm not sure I otherwise would have had the opportunity to have, at least at the level that I have them with these individuals. I have made new friends that I have no doubt if I were to call them up today with a problem or a challenge that they would help me solve it. And in fact, they have over this last year as I have had things. Um, I've called several of these people and said, hey, I need you. And they have come to my rescue. And I wouldn't have known them had I not networked and found them and reached out and been in places where I could associate with these individuals. Um, You may have heard, because I preach it all the time, that Oswald Service is going to be featured on the TV show Startup. And in addition, there's a local business called Divinia Water that's going to be featured on uh, that on Startup as well. And that happened because Kirsten was willing to take my invitation to be on the show. And her and I had a relationship. Well, when Startup reached out, they were looking for businesses in East Idaho, and they found me because of this podcast. And so I talked to them about some of the businesses that I had interviewed and opportunities that they may have in in featuring those businesses on their show. And we were fortunate that they chose Oswald Service. But in addition, they chose Divinia Water. Well, because of that relationship, Davinia is episode two. In fact, by the time you guys hear this, I think the episode will have already aired. Um, And it is, who knows what will happen because of that opportunity that was given um, to both of us uh, for growth. And now Davinia, especially who offers a product that can be sold nationally, has had national exposure. And the sky's the limit on what that can do for their business. Um, One of the quotes that I really love is a quote by Zig Ziglar, and he said, you can get everything in life that you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. And that's what I think networking is about. It's not about us as business owners and leaders. It is about us using our resources to help one another and to lift and build one another. I, I love the concept around RiseX and RiseCon because it gives us those opportunities. There are other networking um groups and man I think they are all great if if one doesn't fit for you there's others that will and I just really encourage you to be a part of something bigger than you so that you can help others um I remember building and strengthening our network is going to help improve our own happiness our own product our own productivity and our true net worth because of our social capital and I just really encourage you to to surround yourself with people that share your values and don't let your social capital remain dormant. Use it. Use it to lift others. Um, reinvest it. And remember that your network is your net worth. So I hope to see you out there and 
and I want the opportunity to be able to network with you as well. All right, take care. Have a great week, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair. For all your car care needs in eastern Idaho, let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com.